looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from author of The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho, and he said, The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. There's a lot going on in the world right now. The real world, the internet world, the social media world, And it seems like even that's not enough for us because we're even inventing a meta world. I'm not really quite sure how about I feel about that, but it is what it is. With so many things going on in the world, it's so easy to sit back and complain about all the things that you're seeing that you don't like. It's easy to have an opinion on why this certain thing or that certain person is quote unquote destroying the world as we know it. We all have opinions based on our current experience, our learned wisdom, specific biases and beliefs, each of us individually has this unique view of this thing that we consider reality. But what really blows my mind is that I have to believe with all of our individual interpretations of what we think reality is, with all of those variables, all of those biases, all those filters that we use to construct our view of the world, there's no way any of us are 100% correct, right? Just by sheer odds, each of us has to believe something with our entire being that is, in true reality, wrong, not real, incorrect, false. 
Is it a tiny, small belief like, if I don't brush my teeth, I'm going to get cavities? Or is it as huge as all of us are not even real and we're living in one big simulation, video game style? Well, whatever it is, I have to think that we actually know very little about what is true and what is not. So why is it so easy for us to sit back and criticize and throw our opinions around as if it was so easy to find solutions? I find myself doing it all the time, especially these last couple of years. I find myself complaining about rules and mandates and our leadership who have seemed to be using band-aid solutions instead of finding the root cause answers. And look, maybe there is some sinister stuff going on behind the scenes. Maybe, but only time is going to tell. What good is it going to do to us to just sit here and throw our opinions around? What change are we reinforcing with this behavior? Can we really make an impact the way that we want to with this strategy? Well, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. So this week's weekly focus is when you see or you experience something that you don't like and that you think that something could be better, something that you think needs to be changed, instead of just voicing your opinion or commenting or or yelling at someone, instead of talking about how bad things are or how others should be doing their job better, instead of how terrible the decisions that are being made are or the rules are, let's just keep those opinions to ourselves And instead, we can use that energy to figure out what is something that we can do? What actions can be done to be the example for what we want to see? Obviously, there's levels to this, right? For example, I myself, I do not have the power nor the intelligence to make changes to the law. But what I can do is I can act in a way that I believe with all my biases and all my experience and my what little wisdom I have, I can act in a way that I want others to behave. I can take responsibility for what's going on, even though it may not be my responsibility completely. I can be the change and I can make a difference in the way that I show up every day, today, tomorrow, and hopefully every day. Let's make our personal world a better place by setting a better example for everyone else in our lives. So if you see something that you wish was different, well, what can you do today to make a change? Actions, live it. Are we a part of the problem or are we a part of the solution? With enough well-intentioned people making small, meaningful actions in a direction that we believe to be positive change, well, that, that impact could quite possibly be exponential in nature. Our opinions without actions are irrelevant. So I'll share with you my favorite way to take action, and that is to minimize consumption and instead focus on creation. Every day this week, create one thing that you're passionate about when it comes to changing the things that you want to see that you don't like. Minimize your consumption of TV, news, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, especially if those forms of media are amplifying the negativity you're trying to overcome. Instead of consuming those things, create. Bring something into this world that didn't exist that benefits your purpose 
and reinforces your real why and your goals. So for me, I think that it's so important for people to work on movement and awareness when it comes to their health. I don't see nearly enough people talking about it. So instead of me complaining and throwing my opinion out to whoever will listen to me, I decide instead of complaining, throwing my opinion out, I'm going to create. If I post on social media, I want it to be information or strategies or tips to help people and reinforce what I want to see. I want to use my job to help the community in a way that I believe that is right towards that goal. And I could completely be off right here when it comes to wanting people to move more. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe it doesn't matter if people move more or focus on their health, but I think it's really important. And the whole point is, I'm not just complaining. I'm going to make action by being the example, as small as that may be in my little world. Because the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Create more this week and consume less this week. This week's physical activity tip, from my experience, and you may find this to be something that you can relate to as well, it is very common to have people who are really dialed in with their physical activity during the week. Maybe get, they get their workouts in, maybe they're able to get their steps in, maybe they're able to stay consistent with the planned movement that they had Monday through Friday. But then the weekend approaches and they end up moving less and they end up eating and consuming more. And even after all that hard work over the last five days, the equation has now been tipped and those five days have now been offset. And now this person has completely overturned what they were trying to accomplish. Does this sound familiar? Well, if it does, you should not feel ashamed. Not at all. It's extremely common. So if this is you, your tip is to instead of taking your rest days on the weekend, when you end up consuming more. Instead, flip the script, prioritize your rest days during the week, maybe on a Wednesday, maybe on a Thursday, midway through the week, and schedule your workouts on the weekend. Typically, as Americans, on the weekend, we sleep in, we lounge a little bit, maybe we watch a bunch of sports or, or movies or cartoons, or we go to brunch with our friends and we just sit and, and enjoy and consume, and it's not bad, but we know that we're going to be making worse food choices when it comes to those types of habits on the weekend. Those foods that just don't align with our goals, when we eat those, usually it occurs on Saturday or Sunday. It's typically a whole lot of consumption and not a whole lot of expenditure. So if we don't get our workouts in on those days and we're consuming the wrong things for our goals, those two compounding variables put together and over many weekends, back to back to back, we just get to a point where the effects become noticeable. So with this simple switch, you don't have to add workout days to your week. You don't have to change your social behavior on the weekends, but you're now aligning your movement days and your rest days strategically to help with this lifestyle behavior that you currently have. And, and of course, that is until there comes a time where you're ready to change the excess behavior on the weekend. You don't have to change, but if you can align your movement a little bit better, this could help you not put the holy trinity of fat gain together when it comes to eating excess calories of excess processed food and moving less. So give it a shot and see how your body responds. Work out on the weekends 
and save your rest days for midway through the week. This week's nutrition tip, let's talk about immune system and autoimmunity. Those who have autoimmune disorders have an issue where their body's immune system is attacking healthy cells for one reason or another. We're learning quickly how powerful foods can be to help strengthen the immune system as well as help those with autoimmune disorders in a way that is more beneficial for them. So here are five diet changes if you're experiencing any level of autoimmune disorder. Number one, eat more dark leafy green vegetables. These veggies are packed with antioxidants and phytonutrients that protect cells and DNA from damage. They're rich in fiber, folate, carotenoids, vitamin C and vitamin K, iron and calcium, super important micronutrients and minerals. They help support the immune system and reduce inflammation throughout the entire body. So try adding arugula, watercress, spinach, and dark lettuces to your salads and meals. Number two, eliminate trigger foods. Most common offenders of trigger foods are sugar, gluten, and dairy, which saying dairy makes me really sad because I personally love dairy, but a large percentage of people just don't handle it very well. At least the specific kinds that we have here in the U.S. Of all the options of foods that you can remove, it seems that these three are the biggest culprits when it comes to autoimmunity. These are difficult to digest and can cause inflammation, especially within the gut. And since 80% of the immune system is found in your gut, it is best to remove these ingredients completely just for a period of time so that your body can reset and then see how you feel. Once you do that, then you can slowly add back in one ingredient at a time to see how your body responds. If you respond with nothing, then that means that that food is good for you. If you add it back and immediately you get distress, then it means that that is something that your body is not able to process correctly. Number three, eat high omega-3, low mercury fish, and eat that fish two to three times per week. Many autoimmune conditions are characterized by high levels of inflammatory substances known as cytokines. Eating more omega-3 fatty acids from fish, like wild-caught salmon, um, sardines, this can help regulate those cytokines and reduce inflammation. So eat high omega-3, low mercury fish about two to three times per week. Number four, drink bone broth. Bone broth. It has been this superfood that's really popular right now. And it's been used in cultures around the entire world for centuries. And now science is uncovering a myriad of benefits. Why? It's rich in collagen, which is the main component of connective tissue. It's got gelatin, which is anti-inflammatory and helps protect the gut lining from harmful microbes. It's got glutamine, which protects against and can help reverse leaky gut, which is a key factor in the development of autoimmune disease. It has proline-rich peptides needed for proper collagen structure and several vitamins and minerals. That sounds like a superfood to me. I use bone broth packages from Bare Bones, but I'm still looking to find a really high quality one. So if any of you guys know a great bone broth company or a great bone broth product, I would love it if you shared that with me. Number five, add turmeric and black pepper to your cooking. Ample research shows that the potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects of turmeric, 
specifically curcumin, which is a constituent in turmeric that provides its deep yellow color and medicinal qualities. So curcumin inhibits inflammatory cytokines, and they recommend that you use turmeric as it has been used traditionally in cooking for centuries. Uh, you can put it on anything. The number one thing that I use for turmeric is actually gold juice from Organifi. I drink it as a hot tea right before bed. It helps with sleep and with in, um, inflammation. Give that a shot. Remember, if you're concerned about your immune system, things that weaken your immune system drastically are poor sleep, lack of exercise, drinking too much alcohol, poor nutrition, sugary liquid drinks, and that includes a lot of those juices that we once thought were healthy. And then of course, chronic stress. Make sure you're prioritizing your good sleep, getting daily movement, eating your fruits and veggies and your proper nutrients from your food, eating fermented foods helps, and doing things that manage your stress level. Focus on getting your immune-supporting nutrients from foods such as vitamin D, um, vitamin C, zinc. You could eat garlic, elderberry, turmeric, other unique foods that specifically stimulate the immune system to look into are mushrooms because mushrooms contain beta-glucan, an immune-stimulating fiber, broccoli sprouts, which contain sulforaphanes, and they activate the immune system, and then aged garlic, aged garlic, which can strengthen our immune defense against everyday infections. Do you have any other foods that you love to eat for immune function? Let me know. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to listen to a podcast from one of my new favorite health experts, Dr. Peter Atia. He is a Canadian-American physician known for his medical practice that focuses on the science of longevity. His podcast is called The Drive. It's a little high level at times, but I'm really digging the topics that he brings to the table. This particular podcast episode that I'm talking about is with Dr. Mark Hyman. And in this episode, they discuss if and how we can fix the food system. It's called the impact of our food system on our health and the environment. They first discuss the health consequences of our current industrial farming, and then they lay out how we can affect change both on the individual level and then as well through policy and regulations, and then even more importantly, through regenerative agriculture. Really interesting content and super important to be aware of what is going on and what we, we can each do about it. It's two hours long, but it's definitely worth the listen. Let me know what you learned. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Minisode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you lead by example instead of just voicing your opinion. Post a video of you getting your weekend workout on or of you eating for your immune health. And make sure you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any other suggestions or tips that will help your Living the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I'm going to be right here with you, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.